What is up, guys? You are listening to the Montreal Madness Podcast with your host, Tony Montreal. Hey everyone, welcome for a special edition of Montreal Madness today. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you all. Um, with me today, I have the whole crew with me. I have Luke Stoltz, J.D. Wyatt, and Corey Amick. Almost forgot your name there for a second. Um, so I know we have a lot to be thankful for this year, but I'm especially thankful for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time since 1941 when part owner slash head coach Burt Bell fired himself the Steelers finally grew some balls and fired Matt Canada so what was your guys' first initial reaction and like how shocked were you when you first heard heard that breaking story uh Luke I'll start with you I feel like they kind of had to like it was either you replace Kenny with somebody else or you fire Canada you got to do one or the other the pressure from the fan base and the lack of production like what do you do Mm-hmm. Gotta do something. A change of pace needed to happen. So happy about it. So fucking happy about it. <laughs> JD, your take. I mean, it's like, you know, your mom raps. Well, I don't know if I want to spoil all the little kids. Shut your ears here for this. Some earmuffs. But, you know, your mom wraps your Christmas presents maybe <laughs> two weeks early. And you as a kid, you're curious. You kind of like rip the edges off. You have some sitting there by the tree. And you're like, oh, yeah. I'm getting this fuck yeah, but you gotta wait like ten more days like for Christmas to come so you can play with it and be happy. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of. You're felt, still you know? surprised when it happened. I was surprised. Like... It was, it was definitely something I didn't expect. I was hoping it would happen, but you know, just knowing the Steelers organization, very big surprise. Like you know, you said 1941 was the last time they did that, and it was you know kind of self. The height of Hitler's reign was the last time they fired a coach. <laughs> we were getting ready to go to World War II, and our coach said, you know, maybe that's why he quit. He said, hey, i got to help the boys on the front line. But anyways, that's besides the point. Just happy, you know, and excited to see where everything goes. I still don't think it changes a lot. Kenny Pickett needs to get a lot better still. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of make one distraction one way, but you still have a glaring issue the other way. And, you know, they're just going to have to find a way to get going and get over it. Corey, what do you think? Uh, I was surprised whenever it happened just because – uh, Canada seemed to be Tomlin's little right-hand man for the most part. <laughs> so I was surprised that he came out. He said that he fired him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, I don't think it changes anything. Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett has to prove he can be an NFL quarterback. And under Matt Canada, mm-hmm. he hasn't done that yet. So we'll see what he does with – I mean, I don't expect anything from him this year just because now he has to deal with a dual coordinator situation. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. And now all the pressure's on him. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, I, I know I was in the middle of a meeting at work when I pulled out my phone. I got the notification that Matt Cannon was fired, and I had to mute the <laughs> mute the um uh, my computer because <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, let's go! Because I was in the office that day. I was so hyped. I did not expect that to happen at all. Um, you know, but uh, especially with the changes they made, like he was on the sideline. It looked like they were yeah. trying to make it work. Yeah. But, so that's what surprised me, but. I know, it was just, like, I don't know how to, like, you know, 1941 was the last time that you fire, uh, you know, a coach midseason. Like, that's, the Steelers don't do that. They have a system and they stick to it, to the book, no matter what. Um, so it was very surprising to see that, but it was much needed. Um, you know, it, it, if anything, it creates uh, a, uh, a change um, to your locker room. You know, we're not to put up with this shit anymore because you're not going, going to implement a whole new game plan 
we're going to what week 11 or week 12 here there's only seven games left in the year it's impossible to implement a new game plan or anything like that so it's going to be the same system and same play calls and everything but just the fact um that they were willing to uh take that drastic step and fire him um honestly it's a move in the right direction now we have to see as far as what Pickin can do um you know he's probably half the problem and we're going to see what the real root of the problem is now in these last seven games was it kenny was it matt canada or was it both um i saw a hot take when uh, i was watching pat mcafee show the other day mm-hmm. hot take he claimed and i, I agree with him actually 100 percent Steelers record better or worse than it is this year right now if mason rudolph was a starting quarterback since week one that's all do you think better? Because I agree 100%. I think, I think it's, it's better. better. I think Rudolph's a much I, better. I think it's the same, but as far as, as far as fluidity, as far as how the game looks, as far as an offensive standpoint is concerned, I think it looks better. I, I can't tell you right here sitting here that, oh, they'll be, they would be 7-3 or 8-2 and two or whatever with Mason Rudolph or Hallie Trubisky at the helm, for that matter. It but it does – I, I would say it would look a lot more fluid. Yeah, it couldn't be any worse. Exactly. Right? It could not be any worse. And I think Rudolph would at least have the arm. The decision-making wouldn't be any better. No. There's more arm strength, and Kenny's arm accuracy blows. Yeah. So it's like you can only get better, really. Like Yeah. Yeah. So you might have a couple more interceptions, but you have that deep play capability. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, now that Mike Sullivan, the quarterback coach, he's promoted to play-calling duties and running back coach uh, – I believe his name's uh, Kevin Faulkner, or I know his last name's Faulkner. Forget his first yeah. name, but he is now going to be the quote-unquote offensive coordinator, where he's going to develop the game plan. Um, so, what? Obviously, I just touched on how like you can't develop a new game plan, but what do you expect from this uh, duo combination of Faulkner and Sullivan, JD? Yeah, I think personally, you know, hopefully they get Kenny a little bit more involved with more play calls, being out there in the field, seeing what he's seeing. Um, I just really, you know, like you said, and like we said earlier, we got to see what the real issue is here, and we got to decide, you know, what's the best way to correct it. So I think you got to give Kenny more reins. If he sees the field, if he sees something going on, if he wants to suggest it, go take a run and shot at it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, we're still going to establish the run game. Um, yeah. Warren's been running very well. I mean, he broke that, what, 74-yard run here? Second long – I mean, the longest run since 2014 for the team, back when old Le'Veon was getting shifty with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but – um. Yeah, just, you know, kind of excited to see. And maybe, you know, the offense comes out with a little bit more motivation. That's what I'm thinking, too. Just maybe a little bit more pep in the step because I know the media can make it sound like it. I know you've harked on it. We've all harked on it. It's just Matt Canada and just not accepting it. I mean, how on the Pat McAfee show today, they were showing all the game days and other places they've been to where everyone was just chanting Fire Canada. Yes. And it was just wild to see. He's like, it's literally coast to coast. We're not joking. It's national. Guys. It's national. <laughs> so maybe take some of that noise the media has been created for him, take mm. it away to let them get a little bit more focus. So, yeah, definitely, you know, got to stay positive about it. Do I expect us to go out and score 30 points? Absolutely not. But yeah. Maybe just look a little bit more fluid, kind of like we did against uh, Green Bay there the first half. First you know, quarter. You get the nail on the head, Jay. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I don't think, like you said, they're not to put up 30, 40 points, not to score four or five touchdowns a game, just for the offense to be more fluid, uh, less three and outs, um, and, you know, to put up, you know, 24, 25, you know, points in a game consistently. I feel like that's a reasonable, reasonable ask. Um, with you have all these talented skill position players, you have an offensive line where they're really improving in the run game, um, and you have Jalen Warren who's emerging as you know the feature back now. Um, so, what change are you expecting, Luke? Change? I 
I don't know. I think it can only get better. Like, I, I would like to see Jalen more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, I This is kind of going off topic, but George Pickens, did you guys talk at all about the whole drama with him? Oh, the Tennessee game? Yeah, we yeah. touched on that a little bit. Yeah. He looked different the past, the past week. Like, I think that's a player who's just like, I don't really give a shit anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. The first couple weeks, he would catch a ball... If he got tackled, he got. I didn't care for the shit talking afterwards. Mm-hmm. He get up, talk shit, and like put on a show. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that at all last week. He just kind of like did his role, kind of. Yeah. Just, you know, when Kenny couldn't get him yeah. the ball, or could get him the ball. Yeah. I think. I mean, and as a wide out, especially you know playing with a quarterback that isn't great. You know, when you're getting open and making plays, it is just so frustrating. Yeah. This guy can't find you. He's screaming for, running for his life, and he's just hitting checkdowns. And so. when he and when he does throw it to him, it's rarely like maybe twenty percent of the time in a, in a spot that's a good catchable yeah. ball. I agree. A lot of the balls that he catches are off center, off stride. He like the ball he caught um, last week, he had to literally do a pirouette. You know, and turn the opposite way in order to catch it, and he made the fantastic catch. But yeah. that's what he—that's he, the balls he's getting thrown his way. Yeah, it's like, if I'm him, I'm pissed too. Like, yeah. I, I would like to see more of a team aspect mentality from mm-hmm. him, but I can understand his frustration. But as far as change goes, I don't really—I don't have a. Whole I guess lot what are you ex- what are you expecting? Like, are you expecting like less? You know, swing passes to the running back and more crossing routes, plays in the middle of the field. Because you know, I know you know we say that. Um, you know, Canada does not call plays in the middle of the field, yet you see time after time again watching the replays and watching the highlights and everything. There are guys in the middle of the field wide open. Like, for example, when Pittsburgh was driving like late in the third quarter, early fourth, and they settled for a field goal there around the 20-25 yard line. It was third down and Pickett took a sack. But he had time to where Deontay Johnson was wide open by at least a good 10 yards, middle of the field. He would have caught it, would have walked into the end zone for a touchdown, and Kenny instead tried to do a, some sort of rollout bullshit where he just got sacked then. Well, so it's not like they they don't have plays in the middle of the field. They do. It's just Kenny's not seeing them. What you said right there is I, it doesn't change-wise. I don't think anything's going to yeah. change. As long as Kenny Pickett is at the helm. I still think you're going to see misthrows, misreads, miss yeah. just bad plays. It doesn't matter what the play call is coming in. People, the fan base, myself included, Fire Canada, we did it, great. Get rid of Pickett. Like, the offense is not going to take the next step forward under him. There needs to be some sort of change. I would, I'm not cheering against the Steelers here, but if the Steelers come out this week, look flat as an offense. Kenny Pickett sucks again. If you're Tomlin, do you make the change at quarterback just for one week, change a starter starter up to try to put Kenny in his place a little bit, to check him and see, hey, listen, you're, you you got to perform. Like yeah. There's other guys here that can produce just as much as you, whether that be Trubisky or Rudolph, one of the two. Yeah. Like something to, even if it's just for one week, I don't see it as a, I see it as a, it can't be anything it can't be worse. negative. Exactly. So even if you do throw Trubisky out there for the first half, or first game, next game, whatever, and he sucks, then you throw Kenny right back in the next week. Yeah. But I I know as an offense you don't like to switch that. No, because you, you, like you like consistency and that sort of thing. As a young player, I don't know like if you if there's a message that you can send another way or something, but either Kenny Pickett has or he doesn't, and he's not showing any signs of progression. Yeah. So. Now, Corey, being a Chargers fan, I'm sure you've gone through, you know, seeing coaches getting fired in the middle of the season. 
Um, you have as they fired their offensive coordinator like in a recent couple. I'm talking like maybe last five or so years. Have they done that at all by chance? I don't think so. I think they usually ride them out. Oh, really? For the most part, yeah. Because like Joe Lombardi last year was absolutely terrible. He, he was he had Justin Herbert as the checkdown machine, and we kept him until they lost in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. I mean, everyone wanted him out. He stayed. Now it's Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley's gonna probably ride out the whole year. Yeah. The only way he doesn't get fought well, the only way he gets fired is if on national football on national TV this coming Sunday the Ravens absolutely embarrass us. The only yeah. way he loses his job. Okay. Now, what do you expect? I know. I know. Like I said, you're not a diehard Steeler fan or anything, but um, you know, with this uh, change at OC. What are you expected from the Steelers' offense now heading for these last seven games? I mean, honestly, I think it might even get more boring just because you have two guys in there who don't call plays for the most part. Yeah. They're going to pound the run game probably even more. Yeah, which, hey, I don't because, mind that. Because in their eyes, have they seen anything from Kenny Pickett this season? No. Nope. So are you going to trust him? No, you're going to trust your two backs. You're going to run them even harder now probably. And Kenny might even throw some more check downs <laughs> yeah. just because that's what they're going to be comfortable with probably these first couple of games. Are you really going to want to send Deontay Johnson, George Pickens on deep routes in your first game play calling? No, probably not. Yeah. So I think this Brown, this uh, Bengals game is probably mm-hmm. going to be very basic from them. A lot of running the ball. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Pickett's going to take too many strides. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will just probably be a lot of the same. Just because until they promote another offensive coordinator uh, mm-hmm. for long term, you're not going to really learn a new offense, especially this late into the season. Yeah. I think it's just going to be long the same. Yeah. Now, keeping on the um, topic of Kenny Pickett here, you know, I know he's still a young quarterback, only in his second season, but do you think these next seven games, JD, make or break? Uh, his entire career here in Pittsburgh, um, you know, whether he can step it up and, you know, deliver something that's just average, um, because right now he's playing mediocre, uh, below average. So do you think these next seven games here are going to dictate his future with the Steelers here or no? I mean, they almost have to. Like, not getting results whatsoever. Last week was probably the most embarrassing game to watch. I feel absolutely sorry anyone who wasted their time watching that game because it mm-hmm. was boring as fuck. Yes. But, I mean, yeah, he's got to play for his job. Obviously, it's the NFL. Nothing's guaranteed there. So, it's always next guy up mentality. I think, you know, you look at it as Mike Tallman. Probably have a good chance of going 500 again this year. Who gives a shit? But exactly, who gives a shit? I don't th- If Kenny can't put us in a position to make the playoffs at this point, you got to get rid of him because our defense is just too good to let that talent go to waste. Now, in saying that, do you think the Steelers, you know, being realistic here, do you see the Steelers getting rid of him at the end of the year if he's still being below mediocre? Or do you see him, you know, they hire a new guy in the offseason, whether it be internally, which I would blow my brain cell if that happens, or what I hope that happens, they hire somebody externally, and then you decide from there whether he's capable or not. I think Omar Khan, either one, looks to bring a new guy in. I think, one, you tr- obviously you're chopping up the quarterback room completely after this season. I don't think Rudolph has a contract. I'm almost paused. Mitch, Mitch is up, too. He only yep. signed it two years. So, one, you're coming into the next season with one quarterback. Like we talked about last week, you know, I think strongly we take one first four rounds of the draft. Mm-hmm. And I think they go aggressive in the market and try to find a guy that can push Kenny a little bit and see, you know, if he's the real deal or if 
you know, we can get someone to step in there and actually get something done. Yeah. Every, would, everyone thinks, you know, about getting Justin Fields, but I just I don't like that pick. Um, I don't even see that happening realistically. Exactly. Anyway. I don't think I think the Bears are going to lock him down regardless. But um, yeah, it'd just be interesting, you know, to see who all would be available and who the Steelers realistically could go after just to, you know, give them a little run. Yeah. How about you, Stoltz? Do you think these next seven games are, um, you know, you're in or out for Kenny? If Kenny wasn't a pit product, he would already be out. Yeah. These last seven games, if he doesn't perform, if he's throwing like he is now and producing like he is now, I don't see how you can justify. Like, I'm, I was a diehard Trace McSorley fan. Trace McSorley was on the Steelers right now, and he was performing like this. You'd want him gone. I would want him gone. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there comes a point in time where you got to realize that just because he's a pit product doesn't mean that he's the next Pittsburgh Steelers franchise quarterback. It's just not there. So, I think the worst thing, because I, I don't think Kenny Pickett, I don't have, I see no potential in him at all. The worst thing that can happen is we finish these last seven games 5-2, and two, make the playoffs, lose in the first round, but it's justified. Okay, Kenny went 5-2. and two, You quote-unquote build off that. Yeah, yeah, you build off that. Then we're stuck with him for another fucking two years. Yeah. Like, I, that would be the worst thing that I think happens. Obviously, I'm going to cheer for the Steelers to win every week, but if the Steelers go 3-3, and four, two and whatever, two and five down the stretch and miss playoffs, then I do not see how you can justify bringing him back, especially with the defense they have now, the skill positions they have now. Yeah. Obviously, it's a, it was offensive coordinator or Kenny Pickett, combination of both. You got rid of one, at the end of the year, get rid of the other if it's still not producing. Mm-hmm. Um, what think, do you think, Corey? I think, personally, I mean, if you go into these last – Bit of the season. If he does bad, they're going to use the excuse that it's a new offense. He lost his OC. That's a if great he, point. If he does good, he goes to the playoffs. He's obviously our starting quarterback next year. I think yeah. no matter what, he is the starting quarterback next year, and you guys are going to be stuck with him till the end of the rookie contract. That's a good point. Just because there's going to be excuses. Mm-hmm. And even, the, even next year, if he starts off bad, oh, he's learning a new offense. Give him time. I no, you hit the, you the nail on the head, Corey. Couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, I know, right? Because realistically, I just have the Steelers operate. You know, they're not, he's going to finish out this season. He's going to start every game no matter what. A barred injury, It's that's what's going to happen. And then next year, um, you know, they're, they're going to get a new new OC, whether internally or externally, and they're going to ride it out, just like you said. You know, all the excuses, oh, he's learning a new offense, and blah, 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 blah. And then how, you know, here we go. It's two or three years down the line. His rookie contract is up, and then you decide whether to release him or not. Then you start the process all over again and you know you, you think you would learn you know after you know finally finally firing your oc like i said something they haven't done for the first time since world war ii um you think you'd start to get the hint um but it just it just seems like you know the steelers are stuck in their own ways and they don't do that sort of stuff um so you know getting back to the um kevin faulkner mike sullivan now um you know do you see them realistically like hiring internally like hey kevin faulkner you did a half decent job average job we're gonna keep you or do you think they go externally i think they have to go external same there's gonna be a lot of talent out there probably after this year you're gonna have right now you have the bills old oc what ken dorsey yeah he's out there yeah he did great with josh allen for a couple for what i mean only two years but he was he had that offense firing yeah 
Um, there's going to be a lot of other guys that are going to be out there, and surely you could go into the college level and grab someone. You could grab like Cliff Kinsbury, uh, yeah, Kinsbury and bring him up and see what he does. But I think it's going to be an external hire just because it makes more sense. I mean, that's well, usually not what the Steelers do. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> so... What do you think there, JD? Like, do you think they go internally next year or externally? I mean, I agree with Corey. You got to go externally, and I think the big telling thing is going to be, you know, how the offense finishes up as far as record and statistics go. Um, you know, if we're in the top bottom twenty-five, you know, from twenty-five to thirty-two in most offensive categories, like we are now, I just don't think there's any way you can promote internally justifiably. Yeah. It's just why would you want a guy who's part of you know just this shit offense of the NFL? Like the Matt Canada system. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gotta you gotta go out and just get a replacement for that. So yeah, I definitely think they go out there, they search, kind of chop for a guy. Luke. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, I know you said earlier that you don't see them stretching the ball downfield, calling many play play. Was it Corey? Yeah. yeah. So that if I, and I agree with that to some extent, but if I'm in their shoes, I am calling everything opposite of what Matt Canada has done. I'm trying something. I'm taking shots downfield. Yeah. If nothing else, you put Kenny Pickett in a situation to throw the deep ball. Yeah. Make him throw it, and that way, if he does mess up and make error throws downfield it's like well he had one-on-one coverage down the sideline george pickens he didn't put it in a good spot that's not my play call that's him i would yes. love to see them take shots downfield make kenny pickett read a defense and not play it safe i would love it i don't care at this point they're not gonna win a super bowl this year they're not gonna no. win an afc championship they're, they're not gonna win a playoff game exactly so why not try to mix up the play call take chances figure out what you have at the quarterback spot Instead of doing the Matt Canada approach and playing super safe and conservative, dude, you took the words right out of my right out of my mouth. There, it's like you know, screw the record. You know, Najee. You know, hey, I think he's the most overrated running back in the NFL. Should have never drafted him in the first round. But he made a great, great point after the game against Cleveland. He was interviewed in the locker room. He said, "Yeah, you know what? We have a winning record. We're six and four. But how much longer can you have a winning record and be six and four when you're playing the way we're playing right now?" He made an awesome point there, and that just, you know, to what you just said, you know, who gives a shit about your record this year and how you how you end up at the end of the year? You know, you are playing right now for the future right now. Um, see what you have. You know, have, have you seen any point this year, Kenny Pickett running the no huddle at all outside of, you know, they're in a two-minute offense or whatever? Have you seen him at all run a no huddle like Big Ben used to do, nope. like, you know, during any point in the game? You know, have him run a no huddle, you know, right from the get-go against the Bengals here and like, the first drive they have. You know, let him run the no huddle, see what he can do, how he can read the field and prog- uh, go through his progressions everything. See what you have. If he th- if he makes mistakes and, th- and throws um, interception and stuff, who gives a shit at this point? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm there right now. I think that's part of the problem. I don't know if Kenny Pickett technically has an NFL brain. Like, I, I haven't seen him be able to come come in, pick a defense apart. Like you said, get no huddle, call his own play, read the defense. Yes. It's always a check down or it's a scramble throwaway. It seems like all the time. With yeah. I don't know if he can properly read defenses yet. And I mean, you're almost through your second year. You, you've got to start upping your game at some point. Um, and a little bit of that, I think what I've seen people online say is, I think he's a little bit gun-shy almost. He's had, what, like four injuries? He hasn't missed a game 
with him, but he's had like four injuries so far. He had like a rib injury, two couple concussions. concussions. Yeah, that was last and, year. Yeah, and what a knee. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I think he might be a little bit gun shot behind that. Offensive I think he's line, just a pussy, which but. makes him just look to the check down immediately. Yeah, and not want to do, take any shots. Down you, you're completely right there as well. Um, I couldn't have said it any better. Big Ben dealt. With, I know he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Dealt with injuries his entire career. He got pounded. Toughest son of a bitch I knew, but. Yeah, exactly. He sat in the pocket. He made reads. He delivered the ball no matter what. No Kenny might put he hurts picket. Yeah. Kenny scrambles into his left tackle and falls down. And yeah. Holds his, yeah. Now, I, I want to kind of not shy away from the topic here, but there were reports whenever Matt Cannon was first fired that Art Rooney is the one who made the decision. And that same day when Mike Tomlin held his weekly Tuesday press conference, um, he said that, you know, me and me alone uh, – you know, made the decision. Um, you know, what do you take from that? You know, you have all these reports from, you know, not just, you know, random Twitter people, but from actual reporters who cover the Steelers, you know, for uh, 20, 30 years. Like, his name's Jerry uh, Dulac, a reporter for, I think, the Post-Gazette. Um, like I said, been there for 20, 30 years or whatever, and he came out and said, yeah, Art Rooney's the one that made the decision, and then Tomlin said, no, it was my decision, my decision only. Um, you know, so... You know, who do you believe there? You know, and, and here's my take. If it is true that Rooney's the one that made this decision and told Tomlin, hey, I'm done. You fire him right now. Do you think there's distress now between the owner and the coach? And, you know, Tomlin, his contract's up at the end of 2024 next year. I know it's a long shot, but you see Tomlin being in the hot seat, especially if they don't get better. They continue to be 9-8, and eight, you know, and they're either missing the playoffs or if they do, they get smoked, you know, by 30 points like they have been for the past five or six years. Do you see that happening or no, J.D.? <laughs> no, not one bit. I mean, I've heard, I also read a report saying, you know, for a couple weeks they were asking Art Rooney, you know, about potentially letting him go. And then I think Mike Tallman kind of demanded it to him. So, I mean, it's probably a little bit of both ways. You know, Art Rooney has to agree with it because he is the owner of the team. He signs the guy's paychecks. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, Tallman's not going to just go fire a guy, I bet, without, you know, at least giving him a heads up. I mean, what? They've been together, what, 12, 13 seasons at this point? Yeah. I don't, how long has Tomlin been? 12 years, has he? 2007. No, it's been 17 seven, years. 17 yeah. years, yeah. yeah. So he's been in the NFL for freaking ever. I don't think there's any world whatsoever where Tomlin just does something out with this, without discussing it with the owner. And I just I don't see Tomlin you know, ever really being on the hot seat. If the Steelers would fire him because he hasn't been successful, I mean, what, one losing record in all that time? Like one season with one losing record? Not even. No, if it happens this year, year, that's what I'm saying. Like even if the Steelers finish shitty, one out of 17 years, like he's not going to get fired for that. And that's the ultimate arguing point. If they come and say, hey, the team hasn't gotten any better, his, they he haven't been say, getting better since 2016. Yeah, That's the problem. Exactly. You should have fired him in 2017. All Tom has to say is, look at my record. Yeah, yeah better it's talent. such bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, well, I mean, I don't think Tomlin's a terrible coach. I just think <laughs> Kenny Pickett sucks. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, I don't like Kenny Pickett. I didn't like when we drafted him. I thought we were absolute morons for taking him. And I still stand by that till today. I bought his jersey as a fucking troll. Kenny Pickett <laughs> is not fucking good. Okay? Oh, we yeah. need to find another quarterback because we have way too much talent on the team to let it go to waste and not at least be in a Super Bowl in the yeah, next five I mean, years. Like, Why would we give TJ... TJ might go down as one of the greatest fucking rushers. DN pass rushing in the history of the NFL. Yeah. There's and wasting a, it. And we're abssolutely wasting it yep. by not getting mm-hmm. him to a fucking Super Bowl. I mean, I put it's absolutely our, crazy. I put me. in our group chat, 
Kenny Pickett has the same amount of passing touchdowns as Zach Wilson, Tommy DeVito, who's played three games, and Will Levis, who's played like four or five games. Yeah. Here's another interesting Kenny stat. Kenny Pickett's played every single game, and he has as many touchdown passes as the guy. He has the same... Anthony Richardson, since October 1st, and he got hurt a week after that, has the same amount of touchdown passes, which is two, the same as Kenny Pickett. It's fucking terrible. It, it's, it's laughable. Yeah. All right, so... Um, you know, they play the Bengals this week against a backup quarterback. What's his name? Browning or some Jake shit? Jake Browning. Jake Browning, yeah. With uh, Washington legend. Yeah. So, what are you guys, you know, expecting or hoping for the Steeler game this week, Luke? The only way they lose that game if, is if the offense goes out and underperforms severely. They can yeah. underperform and still get a win this week. They can. If the yeah. defense, I don't see the Bengals offense putting up a whole lot against our defense. No. Especially, there's. I mean, it's more and more likely that Minka comes back this week. It's looking more and more likely that Martravius Adams, their D-tackle, was coming back this week. So they're getting healthier on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Um so. Yeah, I, I don't see them lose. The offense has to turn the ball over and severely underperform to lose this week, I think. You know, I said last week that they have to split these games between Cleveland and Cincinnati in order to have a realistic shot at making the playoffs. You know, I think we all picked them to beat Cleveland last week, and they didn't. So this is a – oh, you – yeah, that's right, you didn't. I think 16-13 Cleveland. And 13-10, you were close. You were close. So this is, this has to be – like a playoff game for the Steelers this week. If this is a must-win scenario, if they go to six and five, they are absolutely done. I know mathematically they are still in it, but realistically speaking, they're they're done. Um, this must-win game, JD. How do you think this game's going to play out? Well, hopefully we score more than ten points this week. Um, <laughs> Not as good of a defense. Obviously, Bengals are banged up on defense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and yeah, they don't have the you know Miles Garrett. One thing, Miles Garrett was an absolute world ender on Sunday. I mean, he had a career game, obviously. And you said that he doesn't play well against the Steelers. Yeah, you well, like two and a hundred percent cursed that. I did. Week, so. I did. Hundred percent. You said who was it? Dan Moore has just been owning him, or. Well, yes, but at the same time, they've been helping Dan Moore a lot with chips and tight ends and stuff helping him. And they really didn't do that last week. They put him on an island against him. For whatever reason, you know, what's what's worked a few past the Browns? It's chipping Miles Garrett. They, they failed to do that all game last week, which just blows my freaking mind. No, I agree with you 100%. So, obviously, you know, I expect the defense to come out. Jake Browning, you know, yeah, welcome to the NFL, buddy. You've been here a while. Good luck. Um... But, yeah, basically, you know, as we've been preaching probably for the last 30 minutes, let's see, Kenny fucking do something. We're going to run the ball probably well like we have been doing. I probably expect Jalen to start this week just for the shit nausea spoke after the game. I don't think Tomlin really appreciates that. I also saw Deontay Johnson after the game. Like, had to be physically picked up. By Broderick Jones. I wonder, do you think he carried him like a little baby? Like, crawling, saying, shh, it'll be okay. But yeah, I heard he was heated, and then Tallman had, like, a pretty lengthy one-on-one with him, so. Yeah. Well, after, on that play that went kind of, like, almost viral, where Kenny Pick just threw that ball down the one sideline, and there was no one there. Deontay Johnson came out after the game and said, I ran the right route. Yeah. I don't know where yeah. Kenny's throwing the ball. I mean, he... he to the media, threw the blame on his quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I think that says a lot in the locker room. Well, I saw he got tweeted at saying, you know, maybe he ran the wrong route. He's like, nah, I ran what I was supposed to. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. But, I mean, yeah, hopefully, you know, maybe a little adversity. Just something to get the offense going. Literally anything. I don't know. Maybe they need kicked in the balls before they go out in the first series <laughs> to feel something. But 
Just want to see, like you said, urgency. Want to see us, you know, we run the ball well, and then we just start throwing the ball and take us out of fucking drive. So so the only thing I'm predicting this week is both teams are going to score under 20 points. I like that. Um, I'm not predicting the winner. Uh, Luke, I, um, what, who do you see winning the game Sunday? I see Steelers winning, and I see them scoring more than 20 points because I see the defense holding the fourth down, getting the ball in our offense's hands, hands a lot. As long as we can run the ball against this defense – Kenny does just yeah. can't fuck up. As long as Kenny doesn't fuck up, it makes Which that's the one throws. thing that he's been if there's one thing Kenny's good at, it's not turning the ball over. He's the least amount of turnovers by a quarterback um this year so far. Literally just four turnovers all year. Yeah. When you shut down every anything. fucking play, Yeah, it's hard I mean, to get turnovers. It's hard to get I, fucking I, 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 or just completely miss guys. I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes <laughs> the defenders drop the ball because they're like, I didn't think that guy was throwing the ball to me. What the yeah. fuck? The wide receiver's <laughs> over there. So I mean like yeah, bit a little bit of surprise, a little bit of just hitting checkdowns, but I agree. Uh, Twenty 2110 Steelers is what I think. 2110, damn. Yeah. Someone talking a lot of shit uh, right now. You have a lot of faith the in the Bengals Steelers. The Bengals, one, suck. <laughs> Two, our defense is pretty solid. The Bengals are beat up beyond belief, and I think there's so much pressure on the Steelers to perform this week. Like, I think last time I was here, I said I predicted the Steelers would go out and perform because they were coming off a bye week. Yeah. Sim- not a similar situation, but in the sense that they pressure is on them to perform. I think that they get a, a double-digit win this week. Okay, what about you? Uh, yes, what's your final score, JD? I think this is the week of the kickers. I think Evan McPherson goes two for two for six points, and I think the boss hits four for 12. <laughs> well, 12-6 Steelers. You heard it here first. We're going under 20. <laughs> How about you, Corey? Um, Bengals win because Kenny Pickett still fucking sucks as a quarterback. <laughs> That's why we're kicking field goals. Um, and it looks like the Bengals we'll are going to have T. Higgins and uh, Sam Hubbard back. Mm-hmm. Hubbard and Hendrickson are two of the best. Uh, Rombe, rest in peace. Uh, yep. Edge rush combo in the league. <laughs> and then you got you have to, on the Steelers defense, you have to defend against Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Jake Browning's going to come out and have a fucking day. He's going to throw for... 250 at least. And it's Jake gonna be, Brown and fucking sucks. It's going to be uh, 27-13 Bengals. To be fair, he didn't look bad when he came in against uh, the Ravens uh, last Thursday night. He, he looked like a competent quarterback. He looked better than Kenny. I have no respect for any Pac-12 quarterback. Yeah, exactly. That's just me. <laughs> I'm on the salty train. Yeah. Penn State kicked his ass. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Yeah. So we're going to do something a little different here with this episode. We all created... A four-leg parlay this week as our uh, bets of the week. Uh, we'll uh, go around the room here. Uh, Luke, what's your four-leg parlay for this week? I'm keeping it Thanksgiving theme, so I just went with the NFL games on Thursday and on Black Friday to wrap it up. So Ooh. I'm gonna. Th- I I have the Lions covering a seven and a half spread. Okay. I have the Cowboys beat up on bad teams, and the Commanders are a very bad team. So I. See, I'm going to argue that. It's a division rival game, and uh, the spread's 12.5 points I have in a rivalry covering. game. I have really? them covering. Cowboys are 1-9 their last uh, 10 Thanksgiving games against the spread. Uh-oh. So, my argument is that law of average. Law of average, they're due to cover a spread on Turkey Day. So, I'm going with them covering 12.5. This one may is definitely controversial, but I have... Faith in my boy Gino fucking Smith, and I He's have hurt. him. It don't give. I don't care. Gino is a dog. <laughs> he plays injured, and he still produces. I have the Seahawks money line. I have the Seahawks money line. 
Again, law of average. 49ers are due for a big wow. L. I see Geno balling out on primetime, night game, Thanksgiving Day. 49ers, McCaffrey's going to have too much for lunch on Turkey Day. He's going to be a little slow. <laughs> Seahawks are going to get the dub. Jeez. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for To him. wrap up that four-legger, I have the Jets covering their spread at plus nine and a half against the Dolphins. The Dolphins beat up on shit team, Stoltz. <laughs> That's all they do. They do. But if there's anything I've learned, see, my initial instinct, and this is why I did it, was gut feeling was Dolphins are going to cover, but every time I go with my gut feeling, it blows up in my face. So, I'm going with them not to cover. And I have, that's a 10-legger, 10 bucks to win 249 at plus 2,497 odds. Gonna happen. Wait, what was the odds on it? I'm writing this down. Plus 2,497. So $249 payout on a $10 bet. Correct. That's not hitting. <laughs> I will know, bet man. that that doesn't hit. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm putting money on the over. If you have here, any free hit. bet plays, that's the one to take. Lay down a $10 free bet play on that bitch, it's going to hit. Okay, JD, what's your uh, four-legger? Okay, I actually have a five-legger because I'm oh, calling okay. this a guarantee hitter. I'm sorry. Just, I would have done a five-legger. I would have done a five-legger. Yeah, but my odds are less than yours. This is a guarantee. I'm telling you. Okay, so my first bet, I got the Detroit Lions winning tomorrow against the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Winning. winning. Money line. We're okay. taking them on the money line, folks, at minus 360. 2016 was the last time the Lions won on Turkey Day. Law of average. Playing every day, every Turkey Day since 2016. That's okay. been a long time. Count. Fidget spinners were a big thing in 2016. That's very true. <laughs> I think Tech Decks were too, but Lions... Tech Decks have always been cool, bro. You've just been a bandwagon fan there. That's true. But anyway, so I got the Lions. And along that Lions game, I got the Sun God getting a touchdown as well. Anytime Because I want to see him and Jared Goff arm-in-arm at the end of the game eating a big old turkey leg. (laughs) All right, I can get on board with that. Some turducken. Some turducken. My next bet is the Dallas Cowboys beating the Commanders. Money line was looking at the spread. Twelve and a half <laughs> points is fucking wild for the spread on that game. I mean, I would maybe put Washington to cover that if you want to play the spread, but I also have Sam Howell throwing at least two touchdowns. So oh, yeah. I feel I like, like that. I feel like, like there's no be down the whole game. Exactly, yeah. you got to throw. You got to get it Sam out. Sam Howell's there. a number four or five quarterback in the NFL this year, fantasy wise. He might have 60 pass attempts. Exactly. He's going to throw at least two touchdowns. And then my final bet, I got the 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, under 43.5 points. The under for the primetime game has hit almost 70% of the time on Turkey Day. So just playing with stats there. Okay. What what were your odds? So all those combined together, my odds are plus $1,149, bet. Get you 115 bucks. Go do it. Easy money. Okay, Corey, go a few, then I'll finish last. Okay, so I, I kind of went all over the place with mine. I was getting a bunch of different things. I didn't do any Thanksgiving games. Cheers. Uh, my first one was uh, Iowa Moneyline 
Iowa money? Oh, they're uh, playing Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, Iowa is plus money against an unranked Nebraska, and Iowa's 17th in the country. Plus mm-hmm. 114 for Iowa. You know that over-under is 25 and a half points? Hey, good thing I just took <laughs> Iowa money line. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Ne- Nebraska, what a shit game. Yeah, Nebraska <laughs> Big 10 football. Big 10 football. Nebraska will always suck, but Iowa can kick field goals. That's all 17th ranked Iowa, Corey. Yeah. Put so, some respect. So plus money, we'll take that. Then, um, then I took the under for the Browns-Broncos game. Um, I don't see Dorian Thompson Robinson putting up any type of points, and the Browns defense is too good to Did allow Russell awesome. Wilson to get points. Yeah. So the under's 35. I took that. I thought that was free money right there. That's minus 108. Um, I took Michigan money line over Ohio State. I oh. m- Nick Day cannot coach against Michigan. They're going right to run the ball right down Ohio State's throat because fuck the Buckeyes. And then the last one, I went to the Premier League. Uh, West Ham away plus one ten against Burnley, who's like 18th in the league right now. Okay, you follow soccer pretty heavily. Yeah, you're gonna have to start sending me your plays because soccer is something that I can get into. I just don't know. It's great. It's great to bet. Soccer is fun to bet on. So um, my parlay ten dollars comes out to plus twelve sixty. So still can't. Hundred twenty. Hundred twenty six, buddy. Yep. All right, so uh, I did a little Thanksgiving special game for my parlay. Just a four-legger. I love me some uh, Jameer Gibbs. He's been a workhorse on my fantasy team this year. So I have Jameer Gibbs as an anytime touchdown scorer, plus 50 or more rushing yards. That's plus plus 172 right there in itself. I have the Commanders. I'm going against you, Stoltz. I have the Commanders covering plus 12.5. I feel like that's the lock of the week right there. If you pick the Commanders to cover the spread, I feel like that's a lock of the week. And then I have the, uh, in the San Francisco Seattle game, I have Debo Samuel fifty plus receiving yards. That's plus one hundred eight. I feel like that's pretty easy money right there too. Now I didn't go balls out like you did, but I have a ten dollar bet. Um, the odds are plus nine eighty one, which gives me a hundred eight payout. Um, I, I know it's simple. I know it's kind of you know just. A conservative bet. I'm liking my odds right there. Hey, we're gonna keep a so moving forward yep. of this to see who wins. Who's po- yes. net positive? Yes. Who's net negative? Yes. So my strategy is you make the most bizarre four leggers you possibly can, <laughs> and you just need one to hit every every fifth week in your set. That's a strategy. We That's got my strategy. we got what eight weeks, nine weeks left of the NFL, something like that. I think eight uh, weeks, right? Yeah. So if we, you count playoffs, it's even. Yeah, it's even more obviously. So we'll still be talking about this, but yeah, if I mean Stolte is right, if he gets lucky once, you know, bump that total well, up I mean, pretty even high. If, even if he hits this week, I'm the next closest to him, and he's double my money. Yep. So, <laughs> so. Dad, we do have two guests in the background: Dan Christ and uh, Mike Young. How's it going, guys? What's up? What's up? Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Did you guys place any bets for this week? Love to hear. It. I think Mike, you're normally a better, aren't you? I've been on a losing streak. I took this week off. <laughs> oh come on! But it's Thanksgiving week. Say, That's what say, everyone said before they were about to hit Mike. Hearing this, <laughs> hearing this, I will say I will place a bet for Nebraska to cover. Uh, based on what I heard, with, 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 I'm going to bet. Pound the under. All right. All right. If there's, if there would, if they would hit the over in that game, I'd be amazed. It'd just be something to something to withhold. Tony, Tony, all I want to know is how much money is it going to take for you to throw this week in fantasy to me? Uh, 20 bucks. 20 <laughs> bucks. Collusion. Don't tell Julius this. No, the season's already been scripted. We confirmed this. It's a fucking scripted yeah, league. So. It is. Bullshit. I'll tell you guys after this. 
the show what Sam texted me. Okay. <laughs> that guy is so dumb. He's so stupid. Yeah, if you're listening to this, Drew, you're you're a retard. Just <laughs> so. I won't say the other thing because you know that we have other people watching. But yeah, see in Paris, Drew. All right, so you know I think we have a lot to be thankful for this year. I, you know this Thanksgiving uh, um, special edition podcast. Um, just name one thing. Uh, what you're thankful for, guys? You know what? We'll go on the room. Mike, you start. What are you most thankful for this year? I'm thankful for uh, the Steelers to fire Matt Canada. I think yep. they uh, need to make some changes. The thing that I would say is, this is obviously the first time they've done this since 1941. But Burt Bell. The, we can Bert. at least see if Kenny Pickinson actually a shitty quarterback now instead of waiting until the offseason to fire him and then giving Kenny another year to fuck everything up. Oh, I forgot you're a Pitt fan, aren't you? Yes, I am. Are you, do you yeah. suck off Kenny too? Or? <laughs> Kenny is... He needs, to, he needs a, re, like a reset. And like he has no excuses now. I get they're still in the same schemes and running some of the same plays, but still, like... They couldn't have waited. They, waiting until the offseason would have been the dumbest thing because you can at least you know, salvage half the season here, know that he's terrible, and you can draft a quarterback in the offseason instead of having a new offensive coordinator next year saying, oh, well, Kenny's under a new person, and like maybe maybe draft someone in the, the year after that. But um, I think that you know we'll see pretty soon whether, whether it's going to be moving forward with him or not and that they actually have a chance to, to draft someone or develop someone else. Um, you know, like Tim Tebow back, getting a couple reps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Vick, I heard, is looking for a play. Paul also needs a team. Boo. RG3 applied to become the quarterback of the Browns. Bring him in. Yes. Let him, let him throw it down the field. Like, the whole argument, like, was everyone's like, oh, they're just trying to develop, trying to develop. I'm like, he's in the hot seat. Let him fucking sink or swim. Throw, let him throw down the field. What, what, who are you saving if he throws a pick? That's exactly what we all said before you came in here. Yep. Who are you saving? You're saving Ezekiel? Well, he's going to be gone next year. He's already knows he's in the hot seat. Like, stop these fucking short out routes because you're never going to win playoff games. You might win regular season games against shitty teams, but you're never going to win playoff games going, you know, three and out 90% of the fucking time and just hoping your defense scores your points for you. Amen. That's a passionate Sealer fan right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yinzer at heart right there. All right, Dan, what are you thankful for this year, buddy? This, well... Or just... I was going to say, I mean, I'm not really a football guy, so I don't really care about anything. But, like, if I was going to be honest about what I was thankful for, it would be my family and things like that. Like, Oh, that what, a, what a... Oh, boo. Boo. Mr. <laughs> Sentimental, I have feelings. That's wild. That, that wasn't the first thing out of this man's mouth. The first thing should have been your family. Oh, yeah. God, hey, get him out of First of all, I want to thank my mom, my dad, and Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Beyonce had the greatest music video of all time. I'm going to let you finish, but... <laughs> Then again, if you have a dad like Mike does, Tom hates you. Maybe you're not actually thankful for your Funny friend. story. I, I ran into Mike's dad, Tom, at a Staples a month ago. I asked him, hey, Tom, how's it going? He looks at me dead in the eye and goes, not good. Your <laughs> <laughs> son won't uh, even come and mow, mow the lawn for him. <laughs> yes, yeah. For. His own son. All right, we have Alyssa here. So what are you thankful for this year, Alyssa? Just because it'll piss Tony off, I'm thankful for Taylor Swift. Oh, oh okay. the Swifties. <laughs> shake it off, Tony. Just shake it off. <laughs> okay, Luke, what are you thankful for this year? I'm thankful that the Steelers have Jalen Warren and not just Najee Harris in the backfield. Amen. Yeah. Uh, JD? Um, well, you know, uh, you know, I'm really thankful 
the JJK is back on. Just uh, just start off for one thing. You know, Love it's it. been a lot too long of a wait for this new season. So to all my uh, anime fans out there, you know, you know, if you know, you know. I understand weaves. that. All my weebs. But um, you know, I'm also thankful. Obviously, good year. 2023 has been pretty good. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of shit going on throughout everywhere that no one can control, but. Great group of friends, everyone else, you know, have good times, have good laughs, make good memories. That's all you can ask for in life. So definitely thankful this year's been great and really, you know, really looking forward to finishing out strong the last couple months. Corey? A um, little bit of a future predicting in this one, but uh, I'm thankful that uh, Brandon Staley sucks as a coach because <laughs> he's bringing Bill Belichick right into our lap. Bill Belichick making the Chargers Super Bowl bound 2024. Here it comes. Oh, Cash that check, folks. Cash that check. I agree. I like that. Can I anybody like... see Belichick leaving New England? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Pit, Robert Kraft and him hate each other. It, it, really? yeah. They never got along. It was always Brady Kraft versus Brady fucking Lee. Belichick, bro. That's it, all it's yes. ever been. It, it's reported already in the Patriots, uh, whatever you want to call it, that Belichick and the Patriots have already agreed to mutually part ways at the end of the season. Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. He's going to the Chargers. He's going to take Justin Herbert to a Super Bowl. If mm-hmm. I may, What's Bill that? Belichick has ran out of women <laughs> in New England. He did the walk of shame. What was it, like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, we all saw it on ring camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. You know, you know, besides the obvious friends, family, Alyssa, you know, the whole kit can of caboodle there. You know, I I am I am thankful that I can watch the Canadian seventy games out of the year and watch them absolutely fucking suck. But you know what? I can watch them nonetheless. You know? So I am thankful I can still watch them at least. Are we ever gonna change the intro song from the Canadians? Never. 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 Hey, listen, I feel like this was that a is the one show, and we've we've just re- got so far removed. Well, here's the thing: the yeah. when I originally that song in my car gets me so hype all the way. I know it does, it does. We used to play pong to that, yeah. Tony, that was me and his victory song. After every win of pong, we blare that over the speakers. Oh, that's it's the most hype song. That's the thing. Originally, I had this podcast. I was to talk about what I wanted to talk about, you know, which was you know, obviously the Canadians. Exactly. No, you're not wrong. No one gives a shit. You don't listen to this. You don't know WWE. All right. W, yeah. <laughs> no one gives a shit about NASCAR, so you know what? Hey, you better watch. Yes, they do. <laughs> praise hell, praise Dale. Yeah. Uh, look at all that Jeff Gordon <laughs> stuff right there, Mike. No one gives a shit And up there on the wall. <laughs> He's got a piece of track up there on the wall. Piece of tire, yep. Yeah. Piece of tire. You, you still got the jacket? You still got the jacket? No, I gave it the oh, goodwill. Yeah. That's my wall. I'm going to get you a jacket for Christmas. All right, you know what? We're going to end up with Rachel here. Rachel's here today. What are you most thankful for, Rachel? You know what? We are going to end on that with this special edition, Thanksgiving edition of Montreal Madness. Thank you all for coming. We're going to have a good and safe night. Yeah, like Mike said, we're going to get fucked up. Um, So raise hell, praise Dale. And until next time, see you later, everybody. Adios, adios. Let's go.